KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. You may not get Alexa to fold the laundry, but you can transfer money with voice banking. Transfer money, make a loan payment, get your routing number, and even find ATMs while making dinner or the TV timeout of a Chiefs game. Emprise Bank. Member FDIC, our partner, Impossible. They've been so great to work with. Uh, and, you know, bank you can bank without borders. Uh, you can find them online, emprisebank.com. They've got all kinds of great solutions for you. Make sure you check them out. I have, literally, personally, have checked them out. So uh, we've got a lot of Chiefs stuff to talk about today. Here to help me do it, my dear pals. First, find them on Twitter, at Maddie underscore KCSN. I'm going to smile every time I do it. Maddie Lane, what's up? I need to go change that. Um, you're getting too good at this right now. No. I'm going to have to go change it up. I'm going to make can, it like a hyphen instead. Can I be honest? I forget until right before I say it. And then I'm like, oh, he changed yep. his Twitter. There may have been a time or two where I went to go search for an old tweet of mine and put in Chief and Caroline into the search bar. You know, that may or may not have happened when I was going about that. But, you know, Dang. it it is what it is. And now one guy that doesn't have to search for my tweets or for Ken's tweets or his own tweets is Craig Stout because he's developed this app that just takes him right to anything he wants as soon as he thinks about it. So Craig, can you can you tell us about that or is it still Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you about it. It's called Don't Go on Twitter in the Chiefs Offseason. That's yeah. what I call the app and it's awesome. So yeah, I don't have to search for their tweets because I just don't need to be on that website right now. No, I It's uh it's been a week. I, I think we all kind of expected maybe some news by now. We did get a little bit of news today, but it still seems like the Chiefs are shaking some stuff out here with their uh, coaching staff, Kent. Yeah, we're we're not getting a lot of answers right now, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about yet another coaching change. Really want to talk real quick uh, about BetterHelp. This, sponsor, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? You or someone you love falling into depression or struggling with anxiety can keep you from what you care about. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to cha uh, change therapists if needed it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily. You can visit betterhelp.com slash KCSN. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. If you a special offer for KCS and listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash KCSN. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into some of the changes that have happened here uh, since we last talked. And I know, guys, like I know we keep talking about 
coaching changes, potential coaching changes, all this stuff. But like a new one keeps popping well, up. Well, and they're giving the Chiefs are giving us a lot of time to talk about coaching changes too. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's be really honest. Are. They're giving us a long runway here. Like yeah, kind of like I, Matt. I think you kind of made a comment. You know, like it feels like you know, maybe not behind the eight ball on coaching changes, but like you know, they're 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 slow to they're slow to get this thing resolved here. It seems like. Oh, they're they're incredibly late. I I get it because they were into it the longest besides the Super Bowl teams, and the Super Bowl teams aren't going to have as much turnover. So like, it makes sense to be one of the last teams. But you're a couple weeks away from the combine starting, which is really when NFL teams start to dig into their draft process. I mean, that's really when you're going to get coaches and everybody's going to be turned on entirely to the draft and not the season. You're less than a month away now from free agency started. Like you're starting to get your back kind of pushed up to the wall. So you would like to start getting some of these guys locked in. And I said at the beginning of this, I'm going to say it now, the longer you go without an announcement, the more likely it is. It's just going to be the same old guys that already know everything about the system because you're going to need less time. You know, you're going to be on the same page. You're familiar with them. Like the longer this goes, the more likely it's going to be a name you already have heard of that has been with Kansas City before currently is that gets elevated rather than somebody from the outside. And I will say this, just as a counterpoint, when Steve Spagnuolo's staff was hired, I believe Maddie Lane over here did some deep diving, found somebody had changed Dave Merritt's Wikipedia page to say that he had joined the chief staff. I remember so that. We, I completely had forgot. Early in the process <laughs> that Dave Merritt had joined the staff. We had heard about Sam Madison. We had heard about Brendan Daly, but that final domino of Matt House had not come through yet. And Andy Reid had to step in and basically go over to Kentucky, get Matt House out of his Kentucky contract, however it was that that happened. But we knew that staff. We knew that it was all lined up. They were just not making the announcement until all of them were signed. So it could be just to just to kind of throw it out there, it could be that they already have everything lined up. Everybody knows where they're going. Everybody knows what's going to happen. And they're just waiting for a couple of, you know, pins to paper here to make sure that everything's locked in before they go ahead and announce because they do like to announce all of these guys at once, if at all possible. Well, and there's there's another addition uh, that's going to have to be announced most likely. And mm -hmm. I feel like the Jim Halpert gif. What is going on? There is like another another coaching change. There's not a lot of other things happening. You're not getting a lot of, you know, you're not getting let off feedback. But we did get news that Sam Madison, the cornerback coach for the Chiefs, moving on to the Miami Dolphins, getting a little promotion here. It's a uh, it's a cornerback, uh, defensive backs coach, and I think passing game coordinator passing game specialist something to the extent that you know it's an elevated position it's an ele elevated opportunity for him but yeah continued turnover here maddie in in the in the defensive side now that's gonna i mean you're gonna have most likely a new coach on every level of this defense now and we don't know what i mean we'll get into it i guess in a little bit what they might do at the cornerback coach position or you know, another defensive backs coach but you've now you're gonna lose an off or a defensive backs coach you're losing your linebacker coach you lost your defensive line coach. I mean, yes, he's still on the staff, but he moved to a different position. They've lost a coach at, on every single level now for a defense that 
I don't think was as terrible as it looked for stretches, but it also wasn't a great unit. I don't think that's a unit that can withstand, you know, these big, huge dynamic changes unless the player personnel is going to change, which then takes you to the next step is this entire defense needs to be rebuilt on the personnel side. You're kind of lining it up to get a lot of changes on the coaching staff side. Like it's going to be an actual brand new defense yet again. And you don't really want, I don't know if you want to do that with adding, you know, so many new guys, to the coaching staff all in one year when it seems so uncertain going forward. I mean, yeah, there are questions here about all of this. I think when, it, just to kind of go against what I just said in the previous segment here, uh, when the Chiefs announced that Joe Cullen had signed with them and that they were moving Brendan Daly to linebackers coach, I think several of us that had watched the Chiefs do this in multiple off seasons kind of went, oh, okay, that's probably the end of the defensive changes. Like we're, we're not expecting any more because they went ahead and announced some stuff. Now all of a sudden the Sam Madison news comes out. So there's obviously a change there at the cornerbacks coach. It's obvious that we don't know where this ends. We don't know with the coaching staff where it's all shaking out. We don't know who's with the team still, who isn't, all that stuff. A lot of those coaching contracts are not public information. You know, we hear leaks about them every once in a while, but we don't know for certain who's under contract, who's not, who's sticking around. And so we really do just kind of have to wait to see for all of this to shake out. But yeah, all of a sudden now, this defensive coaching staff, which, as far as we know, is still with Steve Spagnolo at the helm, is going to have a whole bunch of new position coaches and a whole bunch of new personnel that they need to add. I don't know that that's a bad thing. It may offer some new you know, perspectives on some positions, get some guys in some better spots. Who knows? I, I just know I personally was a fan of Sam Madison. I thought he got a lot out of these corners for the past several years, yep. especially without the investment. So to watch somebody like that go on and take a promotion, you know, that doesn't appear that the Chiefs kicked him out the door or anything. He got a promotion. So I, it, to watch that happen kind of makes me a little bit sad because I do feel like he got the best out of some of the corners. Well, and I mean, to be fair, Sam Madison, uh, Dolphins legend as a player, uh, mm -hmm. a beloved player there. So there's that element there. He's getting to go in some ways, go home, you know? So like there is, there's something to be said about that. It, it's just like this off season just feels weird already. I don't know if I, if you guys feel that already, this is like the weirdest first couple weeks of, of off season. And maybe it's just because the chiefs weren't in the super bowl and everybody was chomping at the bit to get going but like just the, the vibe I, I this isn't hard hitting analysis it's just the vibe feels weird about where we're sitting right now with the coaching staff and some of the questions looming and you kind of just wonder like what are what are you know what what's coming what's coming down the pike what changes what big changes are happening what big personnel changes are happening are there going to be any big coaching changes that occur because there's like there seems to be a lot of buzz about some of that potentially happening so much just seems in flux maddie and it's just weird like i'm just i i don't know how to process it entirely and boy that's just such a descriptive word to use on a podcast but i the only thing i can come up with is weird well here's here's another way to look at it i guess the chief's offensive coaching staff hasn't really undergone any changes since 
I mean, you could almost go to 2013. Like, yeah, you've had Doug Peterson leave and Matt Nagy leave, but they're, you're almost, it's a pipeline. You're putting one guy out so you can elevate the next guy. Like, I'm not saying everyone's exactly a one-for-one replacement, but you're essentially just moving one guy out, replacing him with the next guy in line. They haven't had actually anyone just straight up leave without a replacement they felt was at the same level since mm-hmm. 2013 on the offensive side of the ball. The Chiefs did entirely overhaul their defense three years ago, but in that three-year span, they haven't had a single real change on the defensive side of the ball, on the coaching staff. Now, all of a sudden this year, it looks like you might be in line for some offensive coaching changes with the quarterback coach, maybe offensive coordinator. Defensively, you're definitely getting, you've already seen some come in. You've now lost three coaches or two coaches. One's moved positions. It's like, there's so much change going on this year. And that's not normal for an Andy Reid team. When he, when things go awry, that's when they change stuff around. There's clearly something a little under the radar, under the scenes that we don't know about that's just making them make these changes. It's not something they do. Andy Reid does not make changes at this level unless he has to or he feels he has to. And not that Sam Madison was a change the Chiefs made. Again, he got a promotion to go to another team after getting Charvarius Ward to play his best season. After making a day three pick and Rashad Fenton look you know, fine to good for stretches. Like it was a good year for him. So like he got a promotion, it's just you don't see this kind of change from an Andy Reid coaching staff hardly ever. And I mean, Matt House got a promotion too. Like he didn't just up and leave. It's a defensive coordinator position at LSU is a big deal. Like that's a big deal. That's one of the premier collegiate programs. So yeah, there's just, there's a, an abundance of change in Kansas City, just like there's an abundance of change in Kansas City in your liquor market. You got a Macadoodles coming to you and Lee's Summit, Missouri this summer. So you're going to be on the lookout for there. But I don't want to talk to Kansas City about this anymore. I talk to Kansas City about this twice a week, every week. I want to talk to you folks that are outside the Kansas City area that happen to be listening to this podcast. We need to branch out. We are so focused on getting Macadoodles to Kansas City. I want a Macadoodles down here near me in Wichita. I want it in Omaha. I want it in Des Moines. I want it in St. Louis. I want them in Tulsa. I want them in Dallas. Let's put these all over the Midwest here so that everybody can find out about McAdoodle's elite customer service, their great selection, and their awesome prices. It's not just Kansas City that deserves good things and deserves changes to occur to them. It's everywhere that deserves this. So if you're in one of these places, or if I didn't mention you and you want one and you're not in Kansas City, get a hold of Roger, info at macadoodles.com and bring a Macadoodles to your area ASAP. You will not regret it and you will not regret those changes. We're going to hope that Kansas City does not regret the changes that they're making here. I you know, I wrote earlier this week that this is kind of an inflection point, that there's a bunch of changes that are going to be made, and we don't want to look back on this as the bad offseason, you know, it, because it, it really could go – it could go that way. It, it really could. You know, you're making all these changes. You're making all these personnel changes, coaching changes, front office changes. It could swing the pendulum in the wrong direction. I, and so – I, I hope it won't. Andy Reid's not giving us any reason to believe that it will. So I, I'm, I'm kind of putting my eggs in that basket. But there's a definite possibility here that the team could take a step back with so many changes that are occurring here. Well, like I know we 
trying to have some perspective here, but like, I know this team just blew a 21-3 lead in the AFC Championship game, and like we're sitting here and having all these conversations, but like this season has not been easy. It's been like pulling teeth. The Chiefs were struggle busting and trying to slug their way through really rough stretches of offense that were just uncharacteristic. They started the season three and four. Andy Reid with his health concerns early in the year. There's just so many storylines. This has been an exhausting year. And we see all this, and yeah, the Chiefs are on the doorstep of the Super Bowl and all that stuff, but you see all these all these changes. You see all you know, all the things happening. It's just it's just the, the vibe is just it's kind of weird. And I'm just it's it's fascinating to process because like this is a this is a pretty pivotal year, I think, for the future of this football team. Um, you know, because like there's there's big changes that have to happen that are necessitated. The the core of that Super Bowl team is not gonna be here in its entirety. You're gonna lose some of those core pieces and stuff. So um I'm fascinated to watch it. And you know, we're gonna talk about the rebuild right now because there are, you know, there's some free agency stuff. We can we can kind of start digging into some of the free agency stuff, right? And um wide receiver is a position it feels like everyone under the sun there's like some kind of like small connection or rumor or buzz that there's interest you know odell beckham or or alan robinson or uh, juju smith schuster there just feels like there's just energy around the chief potentially pursuing a wide receiver and honestly it makes all the sense in the world matthew uh the chiefs tried to pursue every wide receiver last offseason they possibly could <laughs> They signed a guy who hadn't played football in a year and a half and tried to get him on the field as quickly as possible. They tried to sign another wide receiver who was eventually released mid-year. They maybe tried to trade for guys during the middle of the year. They were linked to a couple wide receivers at trade deadline. Yeah, I think it's safe to say this team wants another wide receiver. Um, I think I would be absolutely dumbfounded if they do not enter next season with at least one new wide receiver that you spend significant, you know, capital on, whether that's a first round, second round draft pick, somebody in free agency, whatever it may be. I think I feel very confident in saying they are adding a wide receiver that you were going to put in this depth chart as wide receiver two heading into training camp. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Typically, Brett Veach, I mean, it's not it's not like cloak and dagger with the way that he pursues some guys in offseason and we got to see that this past year. We got to see them in on all of those names, essentially, that were that were major free agents or that got cut in the middle of the season. Like, all those guys were guys that Brett Veach was in on. He's not in on them because he thinks, oh, well, we're just going to improve for this year. He's looking beyond this year. He's looking beyond and into the future here. So, it becomes one of those positions that when we get to free agency, as we've seen this team do both in free agency and in the draft, they will spend high assets and try and rectify the situation and just try and basically club it over the head with personnel, with assets, with whatever it is that they need to do to fix the situation once and for all. We saw them do it with the offensive line. We've seen them do it with the defensive line. We've seen them do it with just the defense in general. Like, they, he is unafraid to spend significant assets to make sure that they don't have to worry about a position again. And I fully expect that wide receiver is going to be that position 
that they do that with this year. Regardless of what we want to believe about the defense, I think the focus is going to be on wide receiver in free agency first and foremost. Well, and you want to know the other thing that Brett Veach has had a tendency to do is draft a year ahead. So, you know, taking a guy a year ahead of a need, you know, trying to make sure that they're, you know, that, that, that these rookies get a year to kind of hit the ground running in year two when they have to move on from an expensive player. So, like, the Chiefs have had a tendency to do that. Um, they've done it every year. Now we are we are at a point where this is a prime draft a year ahead year. This is a prime, you know, sign and load up on some of these talented receivers. Because here's the thing. I... I'm going to give you guys the list of wide receivers that played in the AFC championship game or on the 53 man roster for the AFC championship game that were under contract in 2023. You ready? Okay. I think you were muted there. I I think. Oh, Oh, okay. It was just, that was just that. It was just that there's none. Tyree kills contracts up. McCall Hardman's contracts up. Uh, and I, I think, I think they could, I think they could get real aggressive here. I I think it could be, you know, you, you say, I would I wouldn't be stunned if it's a multi-year deal for a receiver, be it Tyree Kill, be it you know who knows. I think it's a you know one-year deal for one of these other receivers, and I think it's an early draft pick. You know, I think it could be as early as pick thirty. I really do because there's really talented football players that could be had at pick thirty potentially, especially considering some of them are coming off of an injury. Um, there could be good value for a wide receiver. Uh, you know, Jamison Williams. Uh, John Mechie out of Alabama, George Pickens out of Georgia. Like I, if, if they said t- she take any of those guys at 30, I'm geeked out. I'm hyped. And they, you know, this is a notoriously difficult offense for, um, you know, for, for receivers to learn early. So you give them a year, you, they don't have to be full contributors in year one. They can recover from their injuries. They can hit the ground running in year, you know, in year two, I think you could see just major assets investments multiple bodies in free agency multiple like and, and a and a big time draft pit, draft pick added to this room like how unreasonable is that maddie it's not entirely unreasonable i just i think brett veach is going to focus on the defensive line group he's told you as much and i don't know if you can rebuild the defensive line group and the wide receiver group at the same mm. time because it's going to take too much investment into both. So I do think they, like I said, I think you're going to get either a high draft pick, high draft pick or a, you know, pricey wide receiver in free agency, a free agent wide receiver. That's a good player. That's a proven veteran that can step in on day one and be that kind of that extra guy, that third guy for this offense. I think you get one or the other, and then you're looking at a Byron Pringle. You're looking at an Albert Wilson type guy to round out the wide receiver room. You might get some supplemental guys, but like in terms of just like bringing multiple valuable assets at wide receiver, I don't know if I feel like they'll go that far. They got to save some space. But I mean, I do think they're going to hit one of those spots, get some younger developmental talent at some point in time in this draft. Because like you said, Tyreek Hill's not under contract right now. I anticipate he'll get an extension. I would be surprised if the Chiefs, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, let him get out the door until he gets slower. So I'll anticipate he's back. McCole Hardman, I'm a lot more up in the air about. I could really, you know, see it go either direction at this point in time. So, like, they need a replacement of, for him as early as next year. Plus, they need somebody to finally replace the void that Sammy Watkins left. So, like, there is room to get multiple guys. I just don't know how much capital you can spend on them while rebuilding an entire defensive line group, an entire cornerback room, so on and so forth. I'll tell you how much cap you could spend. 
you can you can you can pay a giant free agent and then you can also pay a giant free agent at defensive end and you're still okay because you got plenty of patrick mahomes cap that you can kick down the road you're going to pay orlando brown but that first year is going to be low it always is with brett veach i mean they're going to backload that stuff so i mean i there's going to be room and i don't think that they're going to need as much of it as we think because like i said i i I think it's going to be a multi-year deal for a wide receiver that they pick up in free agency because of what kent was saying there you know you don't have anybody under contract you're not talking about some one-year prove-it deals that they're trying to hand out and then being in this exact same situation next year i can see them maybe saying to alan robinson hey man i know you want a one-year prove-it deal but we're willing to pay you you know a little bit more, not not a little bit more than that, I, quite a bit more than that because we believe in you as a talent for the next three, four years, knowing full well that that's a piece that you're building around. Same with the defensive end, trying to get a guy in-house for multiple years and trying to keep the cap hit low this year so that you can address, because there are so many positions you have to address, and then I'm still investing a top 100 pick and a receiver. I am, including those, you know, those uh, third round into the, you know, uh, the comp- the compensatory picks. I'm still going to put some respect it. on the compensatory sorry, picks name. Sorry, compensatory pick. Okay, yeah, hold I'm, on. I'm, There's only one compensatory pick that matters, and that's the one at the end of round three. Anytime you get past that, the rest are just that's my UDFAs. wide receiver pick right there. That's my wide receiver pick right there. I, I'm making one right then and there, trying to add a guy, trying to add more talent there. Because even if you got McCall Hardman that are ta- that's taking snaps ahead of that third rounder, you've got another you know talent in the building, which is what you're going to need going forward. So even if you don't extend Tyree Kill, which again I do think that there's a chance that they do, even if you don't, you've got that guy. But if you do extend Tyree Kill, you do have a guy like Allen Robinson and a third round pick at wide receiver. You're good for the next three, four years. And that's the hitting it over the head that Brett Veach likes to do, trying to rectify the situation all in one offseason. Real quick, would you guys give Chris Godwin a five-year, $100 million deal, yes or no? Mm, yes. Yes. I would, too. Would you give? That, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you can do both him and Tyreek Hill. I just, you know, I just, I I love Chris Godwin. I think Tyreek's going to ask for more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think you can do both of them. And no. I I don't think the Chiefs should be looking at that price range. I think you should go a tier down from there to where you're focusing on a guy that's, you know, 15 to 17 and not the 20 million plus range. So like maybe you're coming down and looking at a Mike Williams kind of guy or something Ooh, like that. Wee. Mike Williams would be fun. I would yeah, do that. I, just, I think you're looking at that. I, maybe the Cowboys do end up going to cut Amari Cooper. And, you know, he hasn't had his best year in the past three seasons for the Dallas Cowboys. So maybe he's not looking at 20 million anymore. Maybe he is closer to that range at this point in time. If, you know, if they do have to come, just something like that, rather than a guy that is going to, Chris Godwin is, deserves that much money. He should get yes, 20 million. So like he's probably gonna get more. Yeah, I think that one's out of the realm of possibility, but he's the number, what, two wide receiver on the market, I think. So, like, you're going down. You're aiming for, like, the fourth, fifth guy, I think, is kind of your who's, goal. Who's number one on the market, then? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Oh, I see. I don't see him getting <laughs> That's why, <laughs> right. that's why I live with him in my No, head. he's not. But that's Chris Godwin that. may not get out either, by the way. That's true. And then no. you're dealing with a lot of those tier two types anyway. 
be honest. Which is fine, you. which is perfect. Now, you, as the Chiefs, you almost want Godwin to get out because you want the team that's going to be, you know, you want somebody to be, everyone else to be chasing him while you're not. Like, you almost want there to be a clear bell of the ball in this situation if you're the Chiefs. So you get your pick of the guys that are a little bit under. I mean, heck, you're the Chiefs. Just go back and re-offer Juju Smith-Schuster his same, like, seven or $8 million deal again and say, hey, are you going to, you know, mess this up again? Like, his, his value's not higher. So, like, just go offer that one again. I mean, they get cheap out of it. I'm looking at Allen Robinson making $18 million a year right now on his current deal. He's going to get out of it. Do we think that he's going to be able to sign another $18 million? No, APY? no chance. I don't think so either. Hard no. So, so, it looks closer to what, like, the Rams have right now with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Both of those guys are float- are inside, essentially, the top 15 wide receiver contracts in the NFL. Both of those guys are making mid-tier money. If you extend or if you play with Tyreek Hill on his $18 million contract and you're playing with Allen Robinson on a less than that contract, you're actually got a pair that's closer to what the Rams had with those two guys than you do, you know, with you know, top of the line guys or paying a guy 22, 23, 24 million dollars. It's a lot closer to that. So I could see the Chiefs trying to pursue it that way and trying to go down that road. Well, if the Chiefs don't invest in wide receiver and they're looking, you know, in the first couple of rounds, they're looking for a day three prospect. I they could look at Khalil Shakir, wide receiver out of Boise State. I bet he sticks, Maddie. No, Khalil Shakir, he he was fun. I think a lot of our eyes kind of got opened up at the senior bowl just watching him go out there and be one of the best, you know, one-on-one route runners. You look at this guy, he's so polished. His ability to come off the line of scrimmage with all these different plans to release and beat the cornerback for a guy that's not the biggest, his release package to beat press coverage, to beat off coverage off the line of scrimmage was probably the most impressive out of anybody that was in mobile this year. And that bodes well when you have a slot receiver that's moving to the outside, that might move to the outside coming up into the NFL yeah I I mean he's slippery slippery would be the word for it and he wins underneath slants quick outs ways to beat these press coverages and beat them cleanly he just did it time and time again not a guy with a ton of hype but a guy that maybe boosted his stock more than any receiver not named you know Christian Wilson but not you know not named him at the senior bowl he really did a fantastic job. A guy that I would love the Chiefs to target, maybe play a little underneath. Yeah, it's wide receiver Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. I bet he sticks in the league, even though he's probably going day three. And if you're looking to invest in a set of golf clubs, it is getting time. I've got a tee time scheduled for Sunday, and I'll be out using my sticks golf clubs. They are the best value in golf they're a sleek set of clubs you're going to get a lot of people asking questions about them when you get out on the course because i definitely do they're a beautiful set they perform really really well i'm so thrilled with them and i love getting to partner and talk about something i'm passionate about and that's my sticks golf golf club so go to sticks.golf use promo code kcsn10 you get a discount on your sticks golf clubs when you use that promo code trust me you will not regret that decision uh, and guys, we're gonna wrap this show up here. Uh, it's it's time to go. Uh, I <laughs> it, it, we'll see what happens the next time we talk. I I have a feeling, and I had a, I thought we were gonna have more news the last time. Oh no, guaranteed. You know, we're still sitting here doing nothing with these coaches. <sighs> I lock it in. I've I had confidence. Full episode. We're breaking down Joe Cullen. 
That's I've it. Had, We're just diving right in. I've had confidence after every episode, that, but the next time we podcast, there'd be something to actually talk about. But nope, I, I'm going. I'm full switching now. There's never no. going to be a new coach announced. They're getting a Friday. They're they're doing a Friday news dump. God, how bad is it that you're hiring an offensive coordinator and you're trying to dump it at 4 p.m. on a Friday so nobody sees it? Like that well, tells you how confident and excited everybody should be about well, it. We'll see what happens. This is going to be a long, exhausting offseason. Uh, I can't wait to see the moves and the changes this team makes, though. I think they're going to be interesting, and I think they'll put some pep in our step. Uh, but the Chiefs are, you know, we're trying to get back to that Super Bowl, and uh, the, the the road has to start here. So we'll see what happens this, this offseason. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we'll catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.